Hello, wrestling fans. This is Gordon Charisma. Hey, that's me. And I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello, everybody. And this is Territorial Wrestling Review. What's going on, JP? Man, not much that a big, tall glass of Tito's and soda couldn't fix. All right, then. It might get a little interesting <laughs> later. By the end of this, then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to get right into it because uh, we got an hour. We're going to have to do... We're going to try to put cram a show and a half into one um the um january 10th show uh i've looked everywhere for it i cannot find a whole um the whole show uh you know any of the the um feeds you know uh, evansville which we've been doing louisville nashville uh i couldn't or there's not a i couldn't find a memphis hour and 30 or nothing all i could find was a um a 28-minute show, and that's what everybody had. I've looked all over the internet, put posts up on um, some Memphis boards and stuff. Nobody ha- seems to have the the whole show. Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to do the the what little bit of the show we got, and then we'll uh, we'll switch on over and do the um, uh, January 17th show, which will be the full show. So uh, all right, we'll start this off. It's- so what you're saying is they get 50 percent more show at the same. Right, so it's free. Yeah, there you go. What a deal! Exactly, <laughs> it's a bargain. <laughs> All right, so we're going. It's this is the um, January tenth, nineteen eighty seven show. Like I said, it's the Evansville feed. It was taped on January third, uh, nineteen eighty seven in Memphis. So, um, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it basically just comes on with um, Lawler and Rich in a match um, from the Mid South Coliseum. It looked like it was. Later in the match, from Wookie Ted, basically they were just brawling outside. I noticed Rich got color. Um, this was their first match um, to start. Actually, you know they've been planting them seeds and stuff and everything, and so this was their first match. And um, uh, I just wish we could have saw the, you know, what Lance had to say beforehand to lead up to it. You know. Yeah, I agree. I wish we could have saw the entire match. Like, you say Rich got color. Rich is bleeding buckets by the end of this thing. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Rich, I, I don't know if he had like an extra vein in his forehead or something, but that guy knew how to bleed. Yeah. There's some guys that do. There's just some that can it just bleed. Just Yeah, but yeah, he, um, uh, that was, I think that's why they did that. You know, the, um, the finish was uh, they stopped it. For the uh, cut over his eye from the in the blood and everything, so they stopped it. Then I know. Then Rich um, hit Jerry Calhoun, the referee, and uh, so it just yeah. And Jerry uh, went flying, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a little. You know, he was really a skinny guy. Yeah, he always took. He would go. He would take a big. He would always take big bumps and stuff. Um. So that was all it really. You know, it's a. It, it really sucked that we can't. You know. It, they, this is not a whole show because this is the whole angle, you know, that they've been setting up in the first match. We can't even, <laughs> we don't even get to really see it. So, all right. So the next thing I got on, they got on there was uh, they did the, they went to the uh, cutaway for the Evansville rundown for the uh, Wednesday, July fourteenth show. Um, it first off talked about it said that um, Lawler gets his uh, world title um, match with Nick Bockwinkle that night, and then they go down into the card. They have uh, Soul Train Jones versus Big Bubba, an international belt, uh, yeah, international title match. And it was yeah, all that was a quick push for Soul Train. Yeah, I know it was. 
First weekend, he's already getting a title match. I think I think they want to get that belt off Bubba because I mean he just he was so big, and you know I think that they wanted to get it off from him. Uh, then the then the second match was RPMs against Travis and Jarrett uh, tag team title no DQ match. Uh, the belts have been held up uh, from the double referee thing they did. Uh, then it was. Uh, Tracy Smothers uh, versus Boy Tony in a loser has to be the valet for the for the winner. Then it was. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, this is one thing I'll say. Look, while, I, while I came into this saying I don't know a lot from this era of Memphis wrestling, I do, and I'm looking forward to some of the vignettes from this because they are tremendous. Oh yes, yes, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> so then the next one was uh, Tojo and uh, Goto. Versus uh, Paul Diamond and Patanaka. And then the, the opening match was Goliath versus Speedy Talltree. I miss Tim Renesto so much. For uh-huh. those who don't know who Tim Renesto is, son of Tom Renesto and just a, a great guy and a hell of a worker. Yeah, he was really underrated. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he, he was, he's, yeah, he's a really good worker. Um, you know, especially then, back then, you know, size hurt him, but. You know, he had the, I think the, well, he, but his gimmick though, you know, he did the Indian gimmick then, and I mean, I, I, I he was really good, and like I said, I think the, his size hurt him, but he still worked a lot of places, and, and then at the end of this, Lance goes, and he goes, regular ticket prices, <laughs> and then it cut off, so I guess they, hey man, but that was a big deal back then, yeah, because the world champ came yeah, in, they champion. jacked up the prices, yeah, it was your champion, so. They he uh he made sure he said that you know no raise you know because um yeah they always uh seem like they bump the um uh, price up at least a dollar when the you know when the world champ came in especially uh on like a town like Evansville you know him world champion coming through you know yeah that's really odd they didn't bump it up you know at least a buck. That leads me to think maybe they weren't drawing that well in Evansville and this was a way to bring more people through the door. Well, I think the whole the whole territory was down from what I've seen and read through the years that the territory was down. So I'm thinking that's one of the reasons why they probably didn't also. Alright, then they cut back to the studio and it's uh, Lance doing the interviews. RPMs come out. Uh, do you want to take, take that interview? So, so here's the main things I got. You know, it's it a traditional heel interview. Uh, Tommy Lane is stout. Yes. Like, he is jacked up. He's been working out. Mike Davis, when he gets the microphone, he is fired up. And I noticed something. I couldn't help myself from looking at it. Tommy Lane, if, if Shane Douglas, instead of the goatee, shaved it out and had the Hogan stash, <laughs> they'd be nearly identical. Yeah, they remind you of, they, yeah, it, it's, um, <laughs> it, it's almost uncanny. Now I'm saying present day Shane Douglas, obviously not Shane Douglas around this time. Oh, no. But he looks just like present day Shane Douglas. It's <laughs> uncanny. Yeah, because at that time, what was Shane Douglas, 20, 20, about 20 years old, maybe? 21? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, I mean, I actually, actually hey, my name been probably 19 or 20, maybe, maybe, <laughs> So. Yeah, I just I kept I caught myself while I was watching it going, that is Shane Douglas. <laughs> oh man, I, and I also noticed I think Tommy Lane that was his best interview. I think it was his best talking since they've been in Memphis. He seemed. I, I thought it was a fair promo. 
think that was his best one he's did since he's been there, I think. Tommy Langley. I think that was his best one. So, uh, then they went to the match. It was RPMs against uh, Robert Bryant and uh, John Paul. Um, <laughs> I noticed Bryant was, he was really green. He tried to, uh, Tommy Lane, they actually gave those guys a lot. I was actually shocked as much as, much as they gave them. Um, but uh, the Bryant, uh, he brought Bryant, he tried to, he had, um, Tommy Lane had him at top wrist lock. You could tell he'd given the Iggy to, to reverse it, and Bryant had no clue how to reverse it. And somehow he ended up on um, Tommy's right arm. And I was, he just, and you just, Tommy Lane, he just grabbed him and just slung him back over to his corner to tag out to John Paul. <laughs> you could tell he got frustrated. But yeah, he, he had no clue how to reverse the top wrist lock. And somehow he like grabbed it. <laughs> He went to revert, and somehow he ended up on Tommy Lane's right arm. And I was like, how in the world did that just happen? And then I said, he just slung him down. <laughs> and then they, got, then they got the heat on um, um, John Paul, and then they pretty much went home with it. But I, but it's, yeah, it's I, I, I noticed the wrestling, and this is a trend I, I've seen through both shows, that the wrestling started to pick up. I was really excited to see John Paul back. Everything about with John Paul, I've I really like been impressed with. Um, the, the beginning was classic hold for hold wrestling between Lane and Paul. Lane took an incredible hit toss. Yeah, yes, um, he did. He almost he almost landed on his feet almost. Yeah, it, it, it was awesome. Um, they tagged Bryant in and. When you look at Bryant, he's obviously the uh, less impressive of the two to look at. Yeah. He seemed relatively capable, like you said, green, but capable. Yeah. Um, Lance taught me really hard. Lance called Bryant a young wrestler, but when I looked at him, he has a hairstyle of a grizzled old, old vet. Brother needs to let it go. Yeah, he was having a skullet starter kit going. He looked like the heel from Last Action Hero. If anybody's seen that movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but the RPMs were really aggressive in the heat. Yes. Yeah. Um, jump Paul, this got me to jump Paul tags Bryant. Bryant comes in, fired up, gets a couple body slams, cut off, takes the finish. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll call that a, a lukewarm tag. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, so the next, I had. Um, uh, Travis and Jarrett come out and talked about the match, about the no DQ match. Basically, just the baby face, regular baby face. You know, you know, uh, they, you know, it's no DQ and everything. Jarrett stumbled on his words a little bit, and then, um, then they walk off, and then they bring out Emily Arthur for another interview. Okay, now did you notice she pretty much turned heel on this interview and didn't even know it. Okay, so in the afternoon, there, and Lance talks to her, and she, and she goes, "No, she said something about Bruno." She goes, and, and she says something like, um, I'm "Trying to think how she worded it." She goes, "And for your information, Bruno, I do not work at Seven Eleven, and I never have. I'm a computer operator." Uh, and I'm thinking, yeah. probably at least about three people in that crowd probably work at a Seven Eleven, and, and a bunch of people watching that, and you just basically cut it down, you know. <laughs> I, I can see that now. I didn't catch it at the yeah. time, but I can see that. I was like, 
I was like, okay, hey, you just want a little heel there, and <laughs> and um, then so I'm about to, then she goes, and, I, and then she said, uh, talking about the five hundred dollars if she pins for her, she was like, yeah, five hundred. She goes, I'm, my money's okay, but I can still use five hundred dollars. And then she goes, I bet everybody, anybody in the crowd, they, everybody in this crowd probably use five hundred dollars. I was like, is she turning heel? <laughs> hey man, uh, I can use five hundred dollars. I'm just saying the way, but just the way she was coming off, it was like, yeah, it might rub some people maybe the wrong, you know. Then, then again, some people probably just overlook it because you know they like baby faces no matter what. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, I just yeah, her interviews are short, and this one was really short. Then they, then she left, and um, um, I don't, I don't think she was around much longer because um. I don't. She. They. They never. I never saw her actually working in the ring on TV. So I don't know. You know. Actually, you know what she could actually do, but I think. I think this was her last week. I don't remember her sticking around. Just back remembering back from watching it when, when I was a kid that she stuck around much longer. Okay. Then the next match was uh, Goliath and Big Bubba with Bruno against. Uh, Mike Murphy and Jim Jameson. I'll let you take that one. Well, <laughs> not a lot to it. I will say this. Um, Goliath and Bill were more aggressive than I've seen them. Um, Bubba with a couple slams. He, he hit like a snake eyes on the rope. Big leg drop. Bubba comes in. Bubba starts clubbering. Bubba with a huge clothesline. <laughs> oh my god um, and he hits a body slam but it was more like a press slam mm-hmm. and one drop and we're done and here's my, my biggest surprise of the match Bruno was on commentary the entire time mm-hmm. not one racial remark I was confused yeah he didn't say yeah cause he, I guess because he wasn't talking about a girl or a black man so but yeah that Samoan drop Bubba did was looking it looked good I thought I looked really good oh man it was um, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the move because uh, it was a little at, at a weird angle. And there, there was a Japanese finish, Splash Mountain Bomb, I think is what it was called. Uh, but man, it, it looked very similar to that. It was, it was nice. Yeah, and this uh, also I got down. I said this is the first show uh, that we get to see the longtime Memphis job guy Jim Jameson. <laughs> it's the first time we get to see him. <laughs> we hadn't seen him this yet, so this was our first time. He he was there for he was there forever. And then, um, let's see, I got, the next thing I got, they break into the Evansville rundown. All they do is uh, talk about Bockwinkle and Lawler. Uh, Bockwinkle gave a little interview, and that was all it was on the rundown. Um, the Bockwinkle interview was taped. Uh, Bockwinkle is pure class, by yeah. the way. But do you notice, so though, if you notice, that was probably more, he was actually talking louder than normal, because um, it, to me, it was like he was, he kind of, his tone was a little more louder. Uh, he was, because he's talking about how, basically he was tired of having to come and, and, and wrestle Jerry Lawler every time. And, you know. Yeah, he really put over the statistics. The yeah. fact that the more I face you, the better your chances are of beating me. Yeah. So he, he was almost putting over, to me, is what I got out of it, that he was almost putting over the fact that He's a little nervous. Yeah. And Bachman didn't put that off a lot. And yeah. He didn't put it over much in this, but there's just that hint yeah. where you could have been like this, maybe the time. And then, then the action, and he threw the, uh, 
rich and uh, idle in there to, you know, keep that, go you know, that they should be getting the shot. So that, and added to that, you know, that was what this whole thing started off from was Rich and Lawler, well, Lawler getting the shot instead of Rich. So, you know, it kept that still, you know, in people's minds too. So after Brother, that, two angles for one promo was yeah, very well done. Yeah, basically that's what it was, yeah. Okay, then the next they did the, um, um, hold on. The boy Tony interview. That's what I got down. He come out with Bruno. Yeah. Uh, talked about the loser. Uh, lo uh, loser has to be the valet match. He come out. They did a little interview with that. So we don't know about the panties match. So you're definitely going to have to ask Tracy or Tony how that worked. <laughs> oh, next time I see one of them, I'm going to trust me. <laughs> okay. So the next thing we have was the six man. I'll let you do that one since you already started. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. Um, the, the, the Jared Tanaka and Travis, Goto, Tojo, and your favorite, Burton. Uh, Jared, Jared and Goto start with this like, really sweet crisscross, hit toss, drop down, block the hit toss, backflip, hit toss spot. And I, I put it down here in parentheses, I put, what spot, monkeys? Um, <laughs> There's a lot of run spots, actually, because then, like, Tanaka and Burton are in, and they hit a run spot, mm -hmm. uh, and then Travis and Burton hit a run spot. Like, these guys were really working hard. That's what I'm saying. I saw the work. We could do work rate. I know a lot of guys hate that work, but the work rate on this show, like, has really gone up since the past shows we, we watched. And one of the things that, like, stood out in the match to me, Goto hit this little spin kick out of the corner. I hadn't seen anybody do that back in that time. It was really cool. And like every other multi-man tag matchup, it seems on Memphis television, it breaks down and gets thrown out. Now, it's or either gets thrown out or there's no finish. Time expired. Time expired to the show. And actually, it didn't. I know. Cause yeah, which we'll find out in a minute. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to put. It, it, they said that they counted time expired and they... They come back to do the uh, show closing, and Lance, uh, I got down, it says, Lance Stooges off, he called for the bell too soon. <laughs> and and then he puts over Randy Hales for doing commentary on the uh, Miss I Call Sim matches. Uh, let's see. Also, I put on there, when they did the rundown, the matches that we missed were Boy Tony versus Ed Maddox. And Jerry Lawler and Soul Train Jones versus Rough and Ready. We so we got to, we need to see him in the ring, man. <laughs> That's all I want to see. I want to see. What I got on those? I, I, like if, if you need somebody over, you stick him with the king, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I got another note here. It says uh, um, Akio Sato hasn't been on the last two TVs. Um, so I'm thinking he's gone from the promotion. That's what I was wondering. That's what I asked you about. I didn't know if you knew anything about that, but maybe his excursion was over. Because I assume that's why Sato and Goto were here, were they on their excursion. Well, I know uh, Sato, he worked, I want to say, in uh, the Kansas City promotion. So I think he might have went there after that. For some reason, I remember... Oh, man, he chased some big paydays. For some reason, I think he would... Either he was there after Memphis or he was there before Memphis. He had a little short run. For some reason, it was sticking. I'd have to go back and look it up, but it was he did a little thing in Kansas City, too. Um, it was either before or after, but I can't remember. Um, 
so that was the uh, show. Like I said, we only got half of it. So we're going to go into the next one. Um, so it's the following week. It's the uh, January 17th, 1987. Or do you want to go back and, and any comments about that show? I'm sorry, I should I should ask you first. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. My, my main comment is just that the work rate really picked up. Like, uh, you know, I'll be honest, the first couple episodes I watched with you, I was like, eh, this is really slow. But now I'm starting to get some stuff in ring that I can sink my teeth into. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, like I said, this is the next episode. Next week, it's the um, January 17th, 1987. Um, Evansville feed. It was the um, January 10th, 87 Memphis show, uh, the tape. It was taped in Memphis on that date. So they did the regular opening, and Lance is by himself this week. He said Dave's under the weather, and then Lance goes and gives the rundown for the for today. Then all of a sudden it breaks away, and it has Lance. Um, said what talking about they have like a breaking situ situation, and then they go into the clips from the Mid South Coliseum. Do you want to take it from there? So I think we made a I'll check something real quick. If you'll just give me one moment, all right. um, because I went off the links that you sent me. And I'm checking on the links because I have a different date written down. So we may have watched different shows. Oh, piss. That's, I probably missed that. <laughs> so I'm going to check to see if I'm stupid or if I was just given bad information. I'm sure it's my fault. I probably wasn't paying attention because I was so uh, preoccupied trying to find that um, that January 10th show. I should, should have thought this. January 24th, 1987, and that's what I reviewed. No! Yep. Oh. <laughs> so I'm a week ahead. You've got this one on your own, my friend. Oh, man. I, that's, I was too preoccupied trying to find that January 10th. I sent you the wrong thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Just to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, next week I've got some killer notes. You can take this one. Let me know how it goes. I'll ask questions. Oh, my gosh. This sucks. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I did that. Hey, I can't believe I didn't catch it. Dang. You know what, I'm gonna, what you need to do? This will, so we won't mess up anymore. Uh, Check them before I watch them? Well, look at the... Um, well, I think the, well, did, it should have had the date on it. When it did. I didn't look at it. I oh. just watched the video. <laughs> but okay. I'm watching it's, it now. But it's still my fault. It, it's still my fault because I should have sent you the right one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe I did that. I, I knew I was going to mess something up. All right. Well, oh, I guess. Right. I'm, okay. I'm, on. I'll ask questions. I'm watching along with you, Daddy. All right. So I'm going to just wing this by myself then. <laughs> kind of defeats the whole purpose. Anyway, okay, here we go. So Lance cuts away and shows him, you know, when they did when they do the um, lady in, so, you know, to, to the uh, Evansville things. It's the same background and everything where they cut all the the inserts for the car, the whatever show they're doing. Uh, anyway, so it shows him with the back, you know, the background and everything, and he talks about um, showing some hap some things that's happened, and the, it's a clip from the Mid South Coliseum. It's a match where Jerry Lawler has, has has to wrestle Tommy Rich and Austin Idol, 
in two separate matches. Okay, so the first one, it just shows a, a real brief clip, maybe 15 seconds, maybe, of Lawler and Rich. And it shows Lawler burn Rich. Yep, just watch that. And I, I always <laughs> love, that's what got me wanting to get up in the ring with throwing a fireball. I saw a clip of that, and I'm like, I want to know how to do that. They want to learn how to throw backdrops or drop kicks. I want to learn how to throw fire, and that's <laughs> why I'm in professional wrestling today, legitimately. <laughs> Okay, so they show he so he gets disqualified and then Idol comes in the ring and boom gets on Lawler and, and uh Lance is doing the commentary on the on the footage and he says there's supposed to be a wait period in between and Idol just gets on him and then um they they show a little longer clip with of the Idol and Rick I mean Idol and Lawler match and um then they show you know, kinda go back and forth and finally Lawler's getting a little comeback. Um he goes to pile drive idle and Rich comes in, boom, gets they get the DQ and they get on. Now this is a very important part. Dead gummit, man. I wish you could have seen. I'm that. watching it right now. Keep oh, going. Okay, okay. All right, so they get on him, boom, 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 and they go to post him, and they do the post gimmick, bam, and they from they they post him, and if you watch. Idol goes up and smacks Lawler, and Lawler no sells the smack because they really busted one of his nuts. And I've always told, it, I've always was told that it, it was a shoot that it actually busted one of his nuts. Have you read Jerry Lawler's book? I've heard everybody said that that he kayfaves and tell them they didn't, but they said that he busted one of his nuts. In Jerry Lawler's book, he said he had a vasectomy scheduled. And he knew he could get the footage for it, and that's why they did that angle. That's now that's from Waller's book. He may still be kayfaving. Yeah, so I heard that that busted one of his nuts, and because he was he was out long, he, he was out for like what a month. He'd have been back before that from a vasectomy. I mean, not if they're selling it as an angle. But why would you? But here's my whole thing. Why would you when you're why would you go why would you do that and take that much time off when you're this is your hot angle that you're trying to boost your territory back up on you're going to it's going to go you know what I'm saying you got a month of where you, oh, there's nothing there Oh hey man I get what you're saying I'm just going off the book Yeah I, that's what I always told and then he always that he that he kayfabed everybody that he you know he did not didn't get busted. I don't know, but I've heard from several people. I do want to go behind the behind the curtain on something that you and I used to talk about when you were mentoring me. We always talked about how much we love Austin Idol's boots and how the stars always match his tights. He must have thousands of boots. No, it's the well. We didn't know that. I remember at one point we figured that was probably it, but we didn't know that. Over at Dave Milliken's house, he has multiple Austin Idol boots and. We were right with that assumption. He got the star cut out of his boots, so that every one of his tights always matched. Yeah, because uh, I remember J.D. Wolf, um, he got a pair back in 93 like that for his initials. And I was like, I saw him, and I was like, man, those are neat. But yeah, um, hardly anybody does them. Because that, because um, like J.D. had like a, it was like a little piece of, uh, like thick, like plastic kind of like, and if you wear your boots all the time, it's it would rip. It's like it, you know, wouldn't be too durable. 
but Idol had he probably had at least ten pairs like that, so he didn't wear them every night. So, <laughs> yeah, Idol didn't have the have the, the plastic uh, sheet over the top of yeah. it. But I remember seeing them, and I remember discussions back in the day, and I was like, "We were right." Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. But he, um, I forgot. Yeah, Lawler. Like I said I've heard from certain people that they actually he he um. Uh, did have a busted nut and and then that he kayfabe it and I don't know. That's I've heard that was true that that he actually did. So I don't you know. Who knows? But my whole thing is I don't see why if he had a vasectomy, why would he be out that long when your territory you built this thing up to, you know, pop your territory and then you it just there's nothing there, you know? <laughs> no, I, I get it absolutely that's, that's what I you know because I, I figured the whole time I was like when I was younger you know when I actually seen it and then I got in the business people were telling me that no he really got hurt on that so you know it's one of those you know who do you believe who really knows except for Lawler and and whoever you know who really Being knows testicles yeah but yeah they edited out Lance he goes <laughs> he said ruptured testicle and they edited it out and I was like, okay, so testicle was a bad word or something? I figured, I mean... Okay, you cut out just big time just then. <laughs> well, maybe I said testicle. Yeah, you go. <laughs> That's funny. But okay, well, if he, if he had a busted testicle or if I say, a vasectomy, whatever it was, it... it um, that was the big thing that they posted, Lawler. And then they had, um, they showed him getting stretched off. Um, and then they had um, Randy Hales go back over the camera to try to get an interview with uh, Rich and Idol. And he gets like one step in the dressing room and Rich is still back there selling it. He got burned. They basically kick Hales out of the dressing room as soon as he gets in there. So then they go then to, back to Lance. At, he's still in the uh, interview area, and he talks. Basically, we got more footage of. Want to show you something happened in Florida? It's um, a thing with the Fabs. Um, so they show. I want to say it. It was Kern. They hand the sheep herders and the Fabs was wrestling in Florida. They handcuffed Kern to the ropes, and then they got uh, Lane, and they. Um, double teamed him, put his arm through a chair, and then come off the top rope with the with the flag onto his arm, and supposedly hurt him and everything, put him out of action. And then Lane does an interview over the phone, talking about how you'll be in Memphis. Um, I kind of don't know why this, really, why they did this, because it just kind of seemed out of nowhere, you know. Um, the sheep herders, I mean, they even been there. Um, Jonathan Boyd had been there with Bigfoot back in, I think, November. So it was kind of like, why are they showing this, you know? I really, really didn't understand it. Um, and then they showed a short, really, really short Fabs video of the Fabs against uh, the Sheep Herders. So, I don't know. Then they went, after that, they went into the Evansville rundown for the Wednesday, January 21st, 1987 show. Uh, Boyd comes out, comes straight out there and talks and um, 
to somebody's Daughters of Darkness, uh, Lock and Luna, uh, taking on Candy Divine and Debbie Combs. And it was funny because, boy, he calls Debbie Combs, Debbie Coombs, with his accent. And then his he, shirt is amazing. This red shirt with, for some reason, a cobra on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a shirt, yeah. <laughs> that shirt is awesome. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> so then they... Uh, then he walks off, and then the RPMs come in, and they talk about the um, match with Travis and Jarrett. Um, it's called a last shot match. It's the last shot that uh, Travis and Jarrett's going to get at the uh, belts that the RPMs have. And then Lance says, uh, rest the card later on in the show. So they don't, they, that's all they, that's basically they give two matches uh, for the Evansville uh, show. So then they go back to the studio. And uh, Soul Train Jones comes out. Oh, no. His music hits. And I think his music, it's not as loud as last time, but it's still loud. And he comes out, and he has the uh, international belt. So he was there one week and got, and won, and got a belt. and put the belt, They put the belt on him. They beat Bubba. Oh, he's had tassels on his boots, I see. <laughs> he's a champion, man. He's got, a, he got upgrades. <laughs> So he goes over and he does a um, interview with um, with Lance. Um, he talked a little better. I think they told him not to try to go as long. He talked a little bit better. Um, and then he then he, um, he they he danced back out, or if you want to call that, back out to the dress back to the dressing room. And then they cut away to a screen where Lance says. If you want to join the Soul Train Jones fan club, here's the address. <laughs> so, so not not to get ahead, but they show that on the next one. Uh -huh. And I'm all for everybody writing to see what that is. I think everyone should write to that P.O. box and see if they can still get a picture of Soul Train Jones. I don't, I don't, I bet it's a P.O. box for the movie, the movie station, the, the TV station, I bet. It's probably one of their P.O. boxes. I still want to send him a letter and be like, hey, you got any extra Soul Train Joan pictures? <laughs> you know what, dude? Just see what happened. That's what I'm just, you know, just, you never, just to see what the, if somebody replies. But, uh, so. Hey, and, and if Mike Jones still covers this, at least we might get an Olive Garden gift card. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he's in the. <coughs> sorry, so this is his second weekend. He's already put a belt on him. They gave him a fan club. Uh, they're pushing him to the moon, so. <laughs> oh, I see he's got a hype video, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've yet to see a wrestling move. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, the, the music, and they, they, uh, then they show his video. I forgot to put that part. Yeah. He watched the very end. He got, yeah, <laughs> he does the rest of the move toward the end of the of the um, of the video. A lot of bad dancing. No, he has no rhythm. So, okay, then uh, Bruno comes out for an interview. He's with Bubba and Goliath and Tony. He drops a big racial slur on um, about Soul Train Jones. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, he holds up a shirt. Talking about um, this is what a real shirt looks like. He has a downtown Bruno shirt while he's wearing a Jeff Jarrett is a weasel shirt. <laughs> and I, yeah, thought, I hope he had to buy the shirt. I know he didn't, but I hope he did. 
And then I noted, Bruno's hair looks like he actually combed it this morning before he, before he got to the studio. <laughs> he does look more well-groomed. He, he actually looked like he brushed his hair. The, now, the last show, it looked like he just woke up out of bed and his hair was all over the place. But he actually looked like Did he, you notice that Tony Fox Boa is tucked into his belt? I didn't notice that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm watching this live with you. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> they show the footage of the Mac. They show the footage of the valet for the day, which Tony beat Tracy's mother. So uh, Tracy had to beat Tony Fox valet for the day. And I want to say Tony told me that years ago that they shot that at Randy um, Ronnie West's house. Ronnie West's house, and they only had like they had to they had to shoot it really super fast and. Uh, they basically had no time to prepare for anything. So, um, I'm pretty sure he said Ronnie West has. I could be wrong. Um, but Tracy was wearing an apron, and he Tracy picked up some clothes. The apron's tremendous, too, because it's like a French-made apron. Yeah. <laughs> he, he told, Tracy picked up some curlers. He goes, put those curlers down. I got need those for later tonight. <laughs> Talk about his curling. I'm going to put curlers in his hair. and go out. Then he tells him to iron. He said, iron my shirt for later tonight. <laughs> and then they uh, well, he tells, they go back in the other room and he tells him to sweep. And Tracy takes a swat. They, you can't see it, but he takes a swat with the broom at, at the little poodle. There's a poodle in there. And Tracy... No, I, did, I didn't see the poodle. I was right. I just passed that part. Yeah. But no, I, did, I didn't see the poodle at all. <laughs> you, can't see him, you can't see the poodle, but you see Tracy swat at the poodle with the broom. <laughs> So then he's he's clanging the the broom up against the bar stools and all that, and then Tony says, "I'm hungry. Make me some eggs." And so Tracy goes to make. And Tony told me this one time. He said that um, the eggs they didn't have time to make a um, make two egg things. So the ones you see um, Tracy putting the uh, dish liquid in, those are the eggs that Tony put in his mouth. They didn't have Again, Tony Falk is un, unappreciated, underappreciated, and a trooper. And I was like, and sporting he, he, an insane haircut right now. The what? And sporting an insane haircut. Yeah. <laughs> His hair has three layers. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's like a triple mullet. Yeah, his his hair was, and he needs his. He got he needs a he needed to touch his roots up too. His he was. Losing his blonde, and, and, but anyway, so they did the whole thing, and he spit the eggs out, and and um, nah. <laughs> uh, so that was based on it. And then they cut back um, to the match with Bubba, Big Bubba Goliath, Boy Tony versus John Paul, Ed Maddox, and David Johnson. Um, Smothers comes out during the match and talks to Lance during the match off to the side. They cut over and they show him. Then he walks off, and then Bruno comes over and starts talking to Lance during the match. So that was, um, oh, and all thing I got down was just regular squash match. And I put, and I little quotation, Bruno during the said that Johnson and Maddox both had rickets. <laughs> so what was a sort of, random insult. Like, <laughs> sometimes Bruno is gold. Yeah. And sometimes you're just like, what's going on? <laughs> He said they were so skinny. It looked like they both, both of them had rickets. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. That was something I didn't expect to hear. 
Cody's in really like good shape right here. No, if you really don't seem good shape, look about uh, March, April of '86. There, yeah, he was really good shape then. He's he's leaner than I've seen him. Oh yeah, almost ever. Yeah, that time, yeah. But look, you go back and watch some of that '86 stuff when he was there. Yeah, he was just a pumping machine. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah, he... I still want that match, Tony. Sorry. Had <laughs> to get that in. <laughs> then they go to the rundown. They cut to the run, uh, Evansville rundown. Uh, before they get the card, they plug a, a spot show for uh, Friday, uh, January 23rd, 1987, in Madisonville, Kentucky, which I think is kind of right underneath um, Evansville, ain't it? It's, it's, it's not far. Yeah, it's, it's not, far, not at all. far. I wrestled in Madisonville a few, Madisonville a few times. Yeah, it's not far. Off. And he goes, he goes over the car, and it's uh, uh, Tarzan Goto with Tojo against Tracy Smothers, uh, Goliath with Bruno against Pat Tanaka, uh, Big Bubble with Bruno against Paul Diamond. Then it's the Daughters of Darkness with Jonathan Boyd against Debbie Combs and Candy Devine for the ladies' world tag team titles. Uh, then it's Boy Tony versus Soul Train Jones for the international title. And then the main event is the RPMs versus Travis and Jarrett in a last shot title match. And um, nobody did interviews during this segment. So it was just all Lance going over the card. Uh, then they cut back to the studio. Um, at this time, I, I do, Randy Hales is uh, at the desk with uh, Lance now. Uh, doing his hair is so tall. <laughs> well, he was tall anyway, but it made him look taller. <laughs> but um, like, is he competing with Dave for hair that won't move? I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, his wasn't moving. His don't move either at that time period. I don't think. <laughs> so uh, they get back to the desk, and Lance uh, starts talking about Crusher Blackwell's coming in. You see, he's coming in soon to the territory, and they show a video of Blackwell uh, doing. Uh, uh, strength, uh, what do you call it? Test, uh, test of strength? Uh, not test strength. Um, well, it shows he's strong on his test. I don't know what it is, but the strength thing. He, he's headbutting a nail through, yeah. is what I'm watching. Yeah, he did. headbutts the nail, and then he takes the nail and. He's bends. dressed like a keem for some reason. Do what? He's, he's got a blue and yellow shirt. He looks like a keem the African dream. <laughs> I think it's a, uh, an all Japan shirt he's got on, I think. I think. I, it I looks like dream to me. I'm just soul bros all I can hear. <laughs> so then he does the, takes the, another nail and bends it. And basically that's the interview. So then they come back. Now, th now this is something that really caught my eye. The RPMs come back and basically Tommy Lane walks over in front of Lance and basically yells and says we're not doing an interview and they go straight to the ring. So I was like, that was really, you know, I was like, that is interesting. And then later on, and I think I know why now, later on in the show. So then they go to the ring and they have um, uh, RPMs against uh, uh, a Garmin and Trailer. Uh, this week, Garmin and Trailer has matching trunks. They don't, wear, they don't have the leggings. They just have the matching trunks this week. <laughs> uh, short match, they didn't give them anything. They just come in there and just beat them up, and then they left. And um, then Travis and Jarrett come in, did an interview about the last title shot. They, you know, they were going to get. Uh, then uh, Travis and Jarrett went to the oh, ring. Jeff's got his journeyman jacket on. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a jacket on. Then it's, 
He, he started wearing jackets around that time. He wore a lot of jackets. I mean, Billy, because they both wore jackets. So, um, then they went to the then it was Jared Travis against uh, the Red Demons. I don't know who the Red Demons were, but they were. Um, I know who they look like. Uh, when you say look the like. Disciples. Well, when you, I know it's not, but I know, they look like them. Yeah, when you say look like them, as in. Oh, the outfits. Outfits, but not bodies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so. No, okay. no, no. So they had. No, I don't want Tommy to beat me up. <laughs> Especially now, as Jack's he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tommy, love you. <laughs> like he'd be listening to this. <laughs> anyway, so they had the match. They went over. Um, Jared hits one of the demons with a drop kick for the finish, and he land, and when he comes down, he lands on top of him basically for the pin. It looked good. It's like perfect timing. He drop kicks him when he comes down, and he lands right on top of dude for the pin. Uh, so that's pretty neat looking. And then since I got the pin, um, Jonathan Boy comes out of the flag, and then here all of a sudden here comes Luke Williams and Butch Miller, and they jump uh, they jump Travis and Jarrett and beat them up and leave them laying, and then they cut come over and they cut an interview. Uh, so my guess is the RPMs just went to the ring and did the deal because I think it looks like they're they're on their way out because <laughs> they just brought the cheap herders in and. They just left Travis and Jarrett land, so that's what yeah, I Yeah, it looks like they did the favors and uh, are being replaced. I just saw the clip of that drop kick. Amazing. That was awesome. Yeah, it's just the way, I mean, he hit it and like, we just, and it was, and I don't think they planned it like that. I think it just happened, you know? I think it's one of those things, if you tried it, you could never do it, <laughs> you know? I think he just, it's just like one of those things that and he hit it and it just, the dude bumped just right and he landed just, you know. That one yeah, that, that looked really good. Yeah, man. it was neat looking. Um, let's see, then they go to the Evansville Rundown. Um, uh, Soul Train Jones is doing an interview and I think I still hear the music playing again in the background. Um, he's doing an interview about his match against Tony. Uh, then Jarrett and Travis come in, they walk in. Uh, talk about their match with RPMs. On uh, there's no other. They don't talk about any other matches. They cut back to the studio. So that was a short uh, rundown. They only talked about two matches. Um, so the next match is the Sheep Herders with Jonathan Boyd against the Bryant Brothers as Total Squash. Um, um, after the match, they uh, grabbed one of the Bryant Brothers and put his arm through the chair and come off the top rope with the flag, just like. Um, they did the Stan Lane, and um, and then they kept they um, so they that was it. That was the last match of the day. And then they cut away, and then they come back to um, um, to recap the show with uh, Lance and Randy Hales. Um, and what I noticed was there was a mess up somehow because the the recap wasn't edited for the bicycle tapes. Um, because it said, because when Lance did the rundown, he said, in our first match today, we had Jerry Lawler against Keith Roberson. And oh. so then there was no, um, that match wasn't shown. So it must have just been on the Memphis um, tape. 
so they, what they did was he was on the Memphis tape, and then Tuesday night, I mean Monday night, they did the deal with the um, the Nutshot. So when the, so when they got their tape to play Saturday, um, they put the Nutshot in it, I guess, and some they had, I'm, I'm I'm trying to probably I'm confusing myself, but some happened to the editor. <laughs> You know, some that were, yeah, that they didn't edit out. They didn't edit out the um, first match. They edited it out and it make it didn't make the tape, but it was in the rundown. They talked about it. So, so Lawler was there Saturday, Monday he got his nuts squished. So, and then he was on. So he was out from there, but he was still, I guess. Um, they didn't want to show it on the bicycle tape because it already showed. It already happened. I don't know. I'm confusing myself. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Lawler. Uh, that's what you're saying. Lawler should already be out for for Evansville. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't edit it out of the when they did the rundown of the show. And um, also, I noticed that uh, I put on my notes. I said uh, there was no Paul Diamond on the show, no Pat Tanaka on the show. No Memphis Vice, no Tojo, and no Goto. None of those guys were on this show. So that was... That, uh, that is strange, because that, that's their, uh, that seems to be their core crew. Yeah. Um, I'm also very distracted that Randy Hales was holding the microphone very strangely. <laughs> I didn't notice it's like that. A, it's like a foot and a half away from his mouth, <laughs> and he looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I noticed that they went on the, but they were still on the uh, when they did the rundown for the, when they did the full card for Evansville, they were all on it. So I don't know if um, unless they were all on the um, maybe they did interview segments on um, the Memphis show, and they you know they they just did them for the Memphis you know just come out here to interviews for the uh, for the Monday Night Memphis show, and they cut them out of the bicycle tape. So I'm thinking that's probably what they probably they were on. They just didn't work matches. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe yeah, it, it would have to be something to that effect because that's a, that's a pretty big portion of, of your crew to not be on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think they and it probably got edited out because that whole thing with the Lawler, uh, Idle and Rich, and the Fabs and Sheep Herders that took up a lot of time. So I'm wondering if, because if, uh, if they actually had, they did work matches, and they just cut them out. And when they did the rundown, they, well, they seemed like they were to cut Lawler out too. I don't know. Well, maybe they just did interviews for Monday night's matches instead instead of you know, actually having matches. I mean, I just did, um, or they come out and you know just did the interviews. And they, in the interviews they did them for Monday night, and so they didn't make the. Um, um, you know the uh, hour shows that they send out because I don't because yeah that's their main crew there and you know main you know and them not be on TV kind of you know it just kind of it's funny you know yeah it's very strange yeah. I mean spoiler alert they're on the next TV yeah yeah so. They're all over the next TV. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know. That, that, that's weird. That is, that is something to, to wonder about. 
mean, I, I was trying to think of who I'd be coming from Nashville. And it just depends if they were what you know if they if they where they were at on a Friday night. If maybe they were coming from the Nashville side, maybe hit. Well, they could have hit bad weather. You know, and didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is that time. Yeah. And that, that's the only thing I could think of because they wouldn't run in a different town that they couldn't make from Memphis on yeah. Saturday morning. So, yeah, it, it would have had to be been a weather deal that's on Friday thinking. night. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's just too many, too many people missing. You know? Even though none of them are well, really... Hugh, this, was, this was an awkward episode, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm gonna, I gotta pay more attention when I'm doing the... Hey, the, I gotta pay attention too, man. I, I should notice that date. I, I watched the heck out of the next episode and I got a lot of notes, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, um, it's kind of interesting because um, you know they they had this whole thing about the fabs and sheep herders, and neither of them, they, neither of the team were even there working at the time. So you know it's kind of um, that's kind of odd, I thought. And um, but my thing is, it, if they did the whole thing with you know that inter- that um, video in the interview with Stan Lane saying you know. About the sheep herders jumping in, putting him out. He's coming back now, and he said, "You know, he's he's coming. He's going to be healed. You know, he's healed up." And my thing is, though, if if they're going to if they're bringing in the sheep herders and the fabs, why they have them run out there and jump Jarrett and Travis? So it, it just kind of it it seemed like they're they're this this show is just all over the place. It kind of seemed like yeah. they, they... And you know, that would almost, I'll, I'll be honest, that would almost speak to it being a, a thrown-together show due to weather. You know, that, that, that theory makes more and more sense. Yeah. But my whole thing is, even if it's thrown together, why would, if, if we, I wouldn't have had the sheep herders jump Jarrett and Travis, though, if you don't, if you don't already have... Um, the fabs coming in to work them, you know, why would you, even if, you know, even if it's stowed together, I still would have did something different from that, because now you're, if the fabs, if they start a thing next, you know, if, if they're going to bring them in, I just, you know what I'm saying? It yeah, no, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. I, the, the only thing I could think of is, who can the sheep herders beat up that we'd really care about? And we've heard that crowd every week, and they care about Jared and Travis. Oh yeah, definitely, most definitely. So, I, that's, I guess that's, I guess that probably, I guess. But then again, like I said, you have the um, RPMs coming out there like they're 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 out, you know, they're they're on their way out, like you know, what I'm saying so. Well, you know, since you watched next week's episode, you should know, know more than me and everybody else. Hey, I'll say that all the stuff on next week's episode makes a little more sense now. I, I say no spoilers. You gotta wait till next week or watch it or go on yeah, YouTube and watch no, it. No spoilers, absolutely no spoilers. 
It's just been out for... It's just 32 years ago. <laughs> it's, so no spoilers. <laughs> oh me, yeah. I just it just seemed like a just a I don't know. And I thought so. I thought maybe they um maybe they were like oh maybe the fans are because see they I remember back in December they were supposed to come in and do a thing with RPMs and they and they never came in. And um, that's when they put them with uh, Jarrett and Travis. But yeah, they were supposed to RPMs. That's why they turned them heel. And it's supposed to be the Fabs coming in. And Steve Kern came in for one week. Actually, he didn't come for a whole week. He came in and did TV. And then um, from the the card at on Evansville. It was somebody else. It was supposed to, I guess it was Tracy's mother's come out there and Steve Kern made the save and um and you know, and said that um basically they were supposed to stand Sam was supposed to come in and supposed to, and then I don't know, I can't even try to remember, but it was like an, the whole thing was set up for the whole thing with the, where they turned the RPMs because the um and the fab was supposed to come in and they did and then it's, and then it was like the next show for Evansville was like Tracy Smothers and somebody else against the RPMs. And then the following weeks when they put them with Jarrett and Trash and started that program. So, you know, I don't know. Well, what, there, there's, there's you getting hot right then. You're supposed to have a run with this top tag team. They don't come in for your run, but then the promotion brings them in later and still is going to throw them in the top spot. Yeah, so... It's come out. I'd be upset. Yeah. Especially oh, if the RPMs were down there during the, the down times. Yeah. I'm sure their paychecks weren't that good. So, you know, because <laughs> the territory was down. All right, we got about two minutes. So I guess we're going to wrap this up. It kind of went a little haywire with, um, yeah. Well, both shows matched. Their show was a little all over the place, and so was this one. So, <laughs> so it just fit just right then. <laughs> So uh, next week we're going to be doing the um, the show that JP watched already, and I haven't. So the twenty fourth show from January. So we'll be watching that. Um, uh, it's a really fun show. I will I will say that it was, it was a really fun show, and I enjoyed watching it. So be ready. So yeah, get on there. Uh, look this show up if you want to see how you know if it was really all over the place like we said it was, and I'm sure you will agree with it. Just uh, go on YouTube and look it up. Um, you'll see the. Uh, uh, thing and if anybody knows where the uh, the whole show for the January tenth is, if you have it or know where it is, let me know because I want to actually actually want to see it. All right, we got about thirty seconds. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I want to say again, uh, uh, keep Tracy Smothers in your prayers. Um, keep doing that for him. He he he's still uh, fighting that cancer. So keep keep Tracy in your prayers, everybody. Um, I think that's all we got for this week. And um, for Quint Charisma, that's me. And for Jeremiah Plunkett. God bless everybody. Uh, bye, everybody. I, oh, I messed that up too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Bye, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>